0: How's it going listeners? Welcome to Gladiator. My name is Michael Stewart and I am a sound production student at Ayrshire College and an S6 pupil at Belmont Academy, Ayrshire in Scotland. I've decided to talk about what we eat and the benefits and drawbacks behind our actions and decisions. I decided on this idea because I'm really interested in sport, health and fitness and I think the podcast gives me a voice and can put my 50 cents on something I'm passionate about. I'll be speaking about the history of diets dating back to as far as Roman times, right up to current events, diving into different athletes' diets that make them perform at their best. The result of what the healthiest lifestyle is may surprise you. Hello listeners, welcome to Gladiator, the podcast where I'll be diving into the deep end of a multi-century long debate, whether being a vegetarian and eating your greens compares to eating protein off animal meat for different builds of athletes and warriors and which diet develops the best performance. In order to fully understand where we are in this well-discussed debate, we need to look far into the past at our ancestors and how they became the prominent fighters we remember them to be. Up to modern times, where we see current athletes fight for gold medals, looking for the best way to not only survive, but live. There has been a well-discussed debate throughout history as to the benefits and drawbacks of sustaining a vegetarian diet compared to the ever preferred meat eating. The majority of the population enjoys obviously depending on creed and culture. The reason behind the accusation that eating animal meat is better for getting big and healthy is that in the late 1800s there was a scientist who manufactured the idea that the best way to get protein for athletes to perform at their best was to eat protein off animal flesh. This hugely accepted diet was taken over by the world in an instant and before anyone could deny that accusation the damage was already done. On your lunchbox and on the sides of public transport, in the newspaper and later on the tv, was the idea that real men eat meat. The truth is that specifically for carnivores eating other animal flesh is vital for their survival. Creatures such as lions have a set number of colors they can see on the color spectrum, which is a lot less than animals that have evolved to consume plants and vegetables. This means that lions can't comprehend ripe fruits from the other ones that are off as the colors are the exact same to them. So they just find it infinitely easier just to hunt for the things that move. Now, obviously, we are not built the same. We can clearly see the ripe fruits from the ones that are off and actually show no biological evidence that we have ever been designed to consume meat. A prime example is to just look at our teeth. You see, crocodiles have teeth like razors around the sides and back of their mouth to chop on their prey, but our teeth are flat and evidently made for crushing and breaking up leaves and the plants, among other things. The problem is that vegetarians have only just been accepted for thinly built people like runners for example, but no one could ever believe that bigger bulkier builds of humans can survive on just their veggies alone. From powerlifters to rugby players alike, grant this idea that eating five steaks a day, some eggs and a chicken for dinner is the best way to get big. Now obviously eating meat will give you the protein and make you stronger than you were before, but it's not scientifically the most efficient or healthiest way out there. After a while of eating meat, plaque starts to occur commonly in the arteries in the heart and can cause blockades in the blood, later leading to what is commonly known as a heart attack. Now the Roman gladiators used to participate in one of the most brutal celebrations of fighting known to man in the Colosseums scattered around southern Europe near the 1st century BC. The bodies of the deceased warriors used to be buried outside the remains of the Colosseum wall which is lucky for us as research can be easily done analysing the life and diets of these Roman victors. In specific, a Colosseum in Turkey was found to have around 60 plus remains of fallen gladiators and multiple tests were done conducting the density of their bones. What they discovered is that they had a very high mineral density in the bone showing that they had great diets and hard training regiments. There is a chemical element called strontium and is used to calculate types of diets consumed by our ancestors As we know that they all had extremely various types of diets from eating beans and barley to hardcore carnivores and what was found at the gladiators is that they had very high strontium levels in their bone density which means that they were all predominantly vegetarian the fact that these extremely praised athletes known for their vigorous training and extreme hardship survived on mainly plants and vegetables The outdated idea for athletes to consume buckets of chicken and steaks nowadays is a negative. As most big player leagues, such as the NFL, rugby or any other sport that requires a stronger build to absorb more hits. The energy comes from animal meat and the word protein gets chucked around in the midst. But no one actually knows what the word means as it doesn't bear any scientific weight. The truth is that energy comes mainly in the form of carbohydrates from glycogen stored in the muscles coming from the food sources that aren't normally formed meat. If you remove those carbs and replace it with protein then there is an imbalance which can lead to a worsen CRE or speed endurance depletion which means that things like stamina would become worse and reveal an increase in chronic fatigue or tiredness in the muscles. Explosive power and endurance is vital in almost all sports aside from few such as darts or f1 racing in categories such as the 100 meter sprints every millisecond and every milligram of energy makes the difference between the usain bolt and the guys who chases the shadow in the infamous olympic run what I'm not to take away from this podcast is thinking that protein isn't necessary for weight training or any other sort of physical training for that matter because it truly is vital the common misconception is that we get that from our burgers and burritos filled with beef but in actuality the question better asked is where did this protein come from? The answer to this question is, the protein comes from the foods in which the cow or the chicken eats, which we all know is grass and flax seeds, and all originating from the rich earth at our feet. The animals we consume daily are but only the middlemen of the messengers of the nutrients and protein. A study has also been done showing that vegetarians not only get enough protein, but 70% more than what's required. There are surprising comparisons to be made about what we eat as we discovered that the cup of lentils is similar in protein to three ounces of beef. Unbelievable. The human body requires things like protein to survive through what is known as amino acids, which is all the chemicals our body needs, but it itself can't create. What people think is that animal protein just has a better quality of amino acids as well, but this too is a fallacy. There are several examples of professional athletes who made it on top only using a plant based diet and they're all various weight classes too so gaining weight from these vegetables is clearly viable for starters conor McGregor is a well-known boxing champion who is a proficient meat eater and consumes up to around two steaks a day leading up to some of his bigger fights he came into the ring to defend his title against a lesser-known nate diaz who, who at the time was on a plant-based diet who ended up taking the victorious McGregor down and winning the fight, sparking huge displeasure as the infamous Conor McGregor lost to a small town vegetarian boxer in the ring. Another example is one of the world's strongest weightlifters in the world, Patrick Baboumian, an Iranian man brought up in Germany and attempted to lift the heaviest weight to man, which is equivalent to the weight of a horse, and holds the world record for the log lift, front hold, and most famously, the keg throw. Patrick is infinitely more known due to his diet as he currently promotes a complete vegan diet and has been for the past 10 plus years. He continues to live more and stays true to his versatile vegan diet. A regular burger increases inflammation by around 70% and that is not due to the bun. Inflammation causes a thinning in the blood and can reduce a human's performance in the muscles. As well as muscles, it also affects the way the male reproductive system works and eating plants, among other vegetables, happens to increase things like erections and efficiency in the penis through overnight testing. Now, I'm not trying to convince anyone to switch their diets and become a full-fledged member of the losers club most called veganism, but I think it'll at least make you think, especially the men, since efficiencies in the genitals are deeply affected by what we currently eat, and I know that this fact alone would make some men change their whole outlook on life. An athlete's performance is not the only thing affected by the fine little inadequacies of a diet change, but everyday people as well. It can improve the survival of the heart and blood flow around the body. Muscles can increase and or can be strengthened, including stamina and heart rate as a result of these kinds of diets. And even the small things can be affected too, like your penis. I'm glad I could give you a brief oversight of a highly interesting discussion we should all have with each other and more importantly, ourselves as we should always wonder what kind of foods we eat you press red button again yeah.